At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 343 on Now You Know. Before we get to the top stories, I want to thank Masterworks for sponsoring today's show, because thanks to them, I am now an art owner. Now, ever since you were a teenager, you were a big fan of Banksy, and it's been really cool to learn how we can buy art as an investment. Let's face it, it's a scary time for investors. Things I had never seen go wrong in my lifetime, like big banks are failing. And Goldman Sachs also says that the S&P 500 will flatline this year, no returns. But there are other options outside of falling stocks, like alternative assets, including art. Contemporary art has outpaced the S&P 500 for the last 26 years, by 131%. Contemporary art prices rose an average of 20% per year during high inflation periods. And last year, art prices rose an average of 29%. That's why we're excited to invest with Masterworks. We were even able to buy art that was already sold out on their platform through their secondary market. So you might be like, how did you guys invest in a painting? Well, offerings from legends like Banksy are qualified with the SEC, and then they're broken into shares, so you can buy them kind of like you buy stock in a company. Masterworks had nine exits last year, 11 in total so far, and each delivered over 9% net returns to investors. The last three exits specifically delivered 10 13 and 35% net returns. Masterworks has over 660,000 members and paintings sell out in hours, not days. But you can get special access at our link below. Now, before we get started on the show, I got to say one of the things I love about our job is that I feel lucky and honored that when we reach out to companies that are doing amazing, disruptive things, that we don't just get ignored. Oftentimes, we actually get invited to speak with the founders and the CEOs of these companies to learn what's going on. Case in point, Monogram Orthopedics, a company that, in my opinion, could disrupt the worldwide orthopedic surgery market. Yeah, they're developing a system, including a robot, that does most of the surgery. And when we heard about it, Zach and I were so intrigued that we asked if we could visit them in Austin, Texas and learn more. And again, we're super fortunate to have you, our amazing audience of smart viewers, because when you watch and subscribe and like our videos, it extends our reach a little bit and makes it possible for us to do, well, this. We actually got to join Monogram in their demonstration operating room, and I got to scrub up and perform a knee surgery using their robot. I controlled the robot. It was insane. Now, look, I know you might be saying this right now. This is a bit outside your lane, isn't it? Aren't you supposed to be reporting on Tesla? Honestly, we were just going to publish this video on our Disruptive Investing channel because, well, like we said, Monogram Orthopedics is disruptive, but this experience was so incredible. I mean, we are alive in a period of human history where a YouTuber with no medical experience can walk into an operating room and perform a perfect knee surgery? That's right. Dr. Yunus, an expert surgeon who has performed thousands of knee surgeries, said that my knee surgery was perfect. 
we just had to share this with you. Um, our in-depth episode went out last Friday. If you haven't seen it, you should. I'm really proud of it. And I'm really excited about the team at Monogram and what they're doing to make knee surgeries more affordable and safer. And they're working on more than just the robot part. They're also developing metal 3D printed implants that are so much better than the existing technology. And if after watching our in-depth, you want to learn more about the company and their current crowdfunding round and their potential future listing on NASDAQ, we have Jesse's surgery up on the DI channel, along with our full interview with the two co-founders of the company. And we've been talking with them, and I think we're going to be able to get them on our live stream with our Now You Know Patreon Investor Club. So Jesse and I will keep you posted about that over on Patreon. That's Dr. Jesse. Sorry, I forgot. That might have been the biggest mistake I ever made, <laughs> letting you perform the surgery. All right, so Tesla just tweeted out, in Q1, we produced over 440,000 vehicles and delivered over 422,000 vehicles. And that's a record, folks. And just to put it into perspective, Tesla delivered 310,000 vehicles in Q1 of last year. That is a 36% increase year over year. Uh, and by the way, to put this in another bit of perspective, let's go back just a couple years to 2019. Mm -hmm. Tesla made less cars in 2019 than they just made in the first quarter of this year. So an entire year, 2019, they just blew that away in this first quarter. Wow. Wow. It's almost like those gigafactories are important or something. And speaking of gigafactories, you may remember when Giga Berlin was opened that Elon announced that Tesla would be making its own beer. Well, last week, Elon kept to his word and Tesla officially announced the launch of Tesla Giga Beer. ID, please. Oh, oh, yeah. I know it says McLovin, but uh, it's it, that's me. So it's a bit more than Budweiser at 89 euros for three bottles. But hey, you do get an amazing bottle. It says that the beer is made in Germany, powered by Cyber Hops, sold and distributed by Bruyuni. But at the moment, it appears to only be available in European countries. Bill Lee says, extremely sad panda that this isn't available in the U.S., Elon says, trying to figure out if it's possible. So let me get this straight. You can land rockets. You can make humanoid robots. You can make self-driving cars. But getting beer to the U.S.? <laughs> what do we have here? Do you have your custom form in triplicate covering importation of a foreign brewed beer? Hmm, looks like you didn't fill out section 14B, subsection 9, brewing temperature. We're going to have to reject this shipment. You'll have to start again. Send it back. Is it really just, is it that hard to import beer? I mean... Don't people do that I all the time? thought that was like half the beer market here in the U.S. I mean, they probably just don't have anyone who does that. So, uh, Tesla, get on it. Come on. I mean, well, I mean, it really shows that they're helping out Germany. At the here. next investor day, are we going to get a whole new presentation about the, you know, the giga beer importation? So many Americans were waiting for the U.S. Treasury to issue their guidance on EV tax credits. We already knew that EVs had to be assembled in North America to qualify for the tax credit. Unless, of course, under Section 45W of the law, you are leasing the vehicle. Under 45W, foreign manufacturers like Hyundai and Kia can qualify for commercial tax credits. So, gotta love lawmakers, but please go on. Wow. Wow. Okay, but um, where the battery materials were sourced was still causing some confusion because the law states that to qualify for the full amount of the federal EV tax credit, a car must meet two requirements, right? A certain percentage of its battery components must be manufactured in North America and critical minerals used in the battery must come from the U.S. or a U.S. free trade country. These percentages will increase annually. If a car only meets one of these requirements but not the other, it can still be eligible for a partial tax credit. By the way, Japan just signed a trade agreement with the U.S., so now materials sourced from Japan will also qualify for the credit. So now the list includes the following countries. 
Okay, so Japan just signed this free trade agreement with the U.S., but does Japan even have a lot of battery minerals? Uh, no, but Australia does, and many of those minerals go to China for processing, which would make those minerals ineligible for the credit. Oh, I see. So now if these minerals can go to Japan for processing instead... Right. It keeps the minerals eligible for the tax credit in the U.S. Complicated. So complicated. Right. So the proposed rule will go into effect on April 17th. They moved it back from March 31st. So you now have two weeks to buy an EV that would otherwise not qualify for the full credit. Like what? So like the Chevy Bolt, it will likely lose half the credit on April 17th. But as of today, what we're hearing is that it qualifies for the full $7,500 tax credit. And because things will be continually changing, I think your best bet would be to go to the Department of Energy's website, fueleconomy.gov, um, and we'll put the link below. Right. There you can search for makes and models or just scroll through the list to find out the credit amount. So check these out. These are current as of filming today. The White House was quick to point out that due to the IRA, $45 billion worth of new electric car manufacturing investments have been announced in the U.S. since the act was signed. This accounts for tens of thousands of new jobs across 24 states. And what I just realized about the IRA is that um, those countries that we just listed, you can subtract an ad from that list. So it gives the U.S. quite a bit of power to... Um, make deals, so to speak, with countries to get them on the list or take them off the list. You better stay on our good side. Exactly. It's kind of like a Santa's list. Yeah. But it is a little disappointing that this is so confusing for consumers and that we've been put through this ringer of like, you'll get the tax credit. You won't get the tax credit. Do be careful. Don't buy it now. But no, now, now you, you have, have two, two more weeks. weeks. But and it's like, you know, oh, my goodness, is this just so stressful if you're trying like it's a lot of money that we're talking about for people yeah i think if you're in the market for a car uh, just favorite that list there and just keep checking it every week or so tesla shared this image on their chinese weibo account last friday along with the caption tesla charging new products launched countdown two days what is it well unfortunately the announcement is scheduled for today for us yesterday for you watching at home um so you probably already know what the Cyber Vault is, but we don't. Um, because just because we're past Zach and Jesse, right? So past Zach and Jesse thinks, well, past Zach thinks that this is just a charger. I feel like this is a lot like the Ford Charger that we have, which is a big empty box. They made it way bigger than it has to be. Um, and that's what I think it is. What do you think it is? I mean, I think that it could be a small ish battery, like on the order of like one to five kilowatt hours okay. so there's a battery but then you can also v to g plug in your car hmm. and maybe it can do some uh some v to g and back up your house and that way you know elon has said like oh well i don't like it because if you unplug your car your house shuts off but if you have this like little mini battery that can like keep the lights on in your house and then you plug in your car and now you can turn on you know your refrigerator or your you know dryer that would be kind of cool another idea would be that it's a dc fast charger um, but we don't really know. Uh, you can put your comments down below and guess what it is, because we still haven't heard from uh, China and what this thing is. Zach and Jesse from the future here. Uh, future. We have figured out what the Cyber Vault is. You, you have? What? It's just a box. What, what's in the box? Uh, what's in the box? Uh, it's just It's just a box that you can put your mobile charger in, I guess, at your house. It's not a charger? It houses your mobile, your Tesla mobile charger. Wait, it's just a box? It's, it's, uh, but it's, it's a stainless steel box. So it's, uh, waterproof. It's dent proof, steel ball proof. Huh? 
It's a, if it was a refrigerator, at least it could hold your Giga beer. <laughs> I think we should get one and upgrade it to a refrigerator. Yeah, we'll bring you back to uh, Pass and Jesse. Whoa. Thank you to our patrons for funding our time machine. Hey, and if you like time travel, hit the like button. So Tesla has issued its first recall of the Tesla semi-truck. Aha. So Tesla Q Twitter has been right. The Tesla Semi is an unreliable heap of overhyped broken promises and yet another one of Elon Musk's many avoidable mistakes. <laughs> well, no, not really. This recall pertains to a third party brake valve module. Oh, so it's not Tesla's continued failings among a laundry list of Musk's personal shortcomings. No, uh, this recall applies to 35 Tesla Semi trucks. That's it? Well, they haven't made that many yet as they're ramping up and testing. I feel like people are really trying to take this story in some sort of direction that it really has no business being dragged in. Yeah, the FUD is strong out there. And I mean, this story doesn't really relate to Tesla. It's their supplier Bendix, which makes the IntelliPark brake valve module, which has the defect. Right. This story does show us that Tesla uses suppliers for truck parts, but that's not really a big surprise. Neither is it a big deal, in my opinion. Exactly. And this probably explains a bunch of those Tesla semi breakdowns that we reported on a few weeks ago. This is, I would guess, is related to that. Yeah. So this next Cybertruck story comes to us from our friends over at the Cybertruck Owners Club. They help sponsor the show and you can find all sorts of great information about the upcoming Tesla Cybertruck there, including this. What am I look? Is that is that paper? Now, this is a feature story from the Chinese magazine T-Zone, where they talk about what could be a feature on the Cybertruck. This is a sail storage area. Here, I'll show you a demagazineized photo. And that's where you keep your sails for the, because it floats, because it's a sailing ship. N no, it, it's a little storage area. You can keep Why like your- Why is it called the sail storage? Well, because it looks like a little sail. Oh. You know, sails are triangular. Yeah. So this is, you know, you fold the, the sails up while you're floating over the ocean, you know, in your cyber boat. I know you want a cyber boat so bad. It's be it better float. Um, well, we do get new footage from the kilowatts of the Cybertruck out for a test drive and a tweet from Elon that might be pointing to the Cybertruck having a tighter turn radius than the Model Y. Now, you may be asking two questions. How is that possible? The Cybertruck is over 44 inches longer than the Model Y. And the answer is the four wheel steering. The Cybertruck's rear wheels turn, which really makes a difference in tightening the turning radius. And if your second question is, who cares? Well, I do. Uh, whenever we take our Ford F-150 Lightning out for a ride, if we find ourselves in a parking lot, for example, then we're almost always having to do a three point, if not five point turn to get ourselves tucked into a parking space. And that's because the truck is big and has a wide turning radius. It sounds like four wheel steering will be standard on the Cybertruck and I can't wait to experience it because the test drive we got in the Cybertruck all those years ago was before Tesla developed four wheel steering for it. So even though we got to experience the interior and the ride. And by the way, you can check that out here. We didn't get to experience the tighter turning radius. I cannot wait uh, to get in the Cybertruck. I am just super excited because I love the Ford, but I hate parking the Ford. And some more Cybertruck news here. Uh, Tesla posted this on April 1st. Cybertruck crash test complete with crash test dummies.
Well, this is exciting. Does this mean that Tesla is far enough along with the Cybertruck that they've begun crash testing it? Because, I mean, this is usually one of the final steps before production. Or is this some kind of April Fool's joke? Right, because can we see the impact, please? Uh, yeah, they don't show the impact. So they just show it up until the point of mm, sneaky. What do you think? I mean, is this uh, a, some kind of joke or is this just they didn't want to show the crash part? Because they've already crashed the window, so to speak. And more Cybertruck news. There's so many articles swirling about in the Tesla sphere asking if the Cybertruck is going to be painted after all. So wait, I didn't think that the Cybertruck was going to be painted because it's got the stainless steel, which won't rust, which means you don't need to paint it, which saves a whole bunch of money and time and steps. And Well, I think we're all forgetting that cars have kind of two major parts, right? They have the outside and they got like the frame. And I believe the frame still needs to be painted. And you might be like, but it's aluminum. Why would you need to paint it? Well, it still oxidizes, so many car manufacturers paint aluminum so that it doesn't. And I mean, even if we're not painting the frame, there's still going to be other components that are going to be probably made out of steel and are going to need to be painted or exactly. just, you like, know, it's other, battery pack other and... parts that need paint. There's going to be paint somewhere on it, but just maybe not the exoskeleton. Right, because I mean, Elon did tweet out before, Cybertruck can have any color you want so long as it's nothing. So maybe you're not going to be able to, you know, order your Cybertruck in, in black. No, I think you'd have to wrap it if you wanted that. Okay. Or you could paint it. Uh, you could get out there with a gallon of paint and you could paint it. Yeah. Honey, sure. what are you doing? <laughs> I'm painting my Cybertruck. Sure, it'd look great. And the latest sightings of the Cybertruck prototype in California posted to the Cybertruck Owners Forum shows a new prototype without any visible wiper. And, I mean, if you look closely at the picture, you can see what looks like to be a little nub sticking out and i think that this is just a cybertruck with the wiper detached now you did a poll about this we did a poll on patreon we'll show that later in the show um but my guess is the cybertruck is going to have a mega wiper and it's going to be kind of in the upright position and you know it's going <laughs> to go across the whole windshield and i guess it's going to be removable and Elon did just tweet out, walked the whole Cybertruck production line at Giga Texas for several hours earlier today. Gonna be awesome. Feels like the future. And again, if you want to get your complete Cybertruck fix, head on over to our sponsors at the Cybertruck Owners Club. There you're going to find their crowdsource reservation tracker so you can find your place in line. Zach and I are planning to attend Micro Mobility Europe 2023. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's going to be in Amsterdam on June 8th and 9th. We already got our tickets. We already got our flights. We already got our hotels. So we're going to be there for sure. I'm super excited. And by the way, if you're in the U.S. right now and you're like, but I wanted to go, but it's too far. Uh, there's going to be Micromobility America in the San Francisco Bay Area on October 19th and 20th. You can get your tickets for that. We're going to put the link down below and we work something out with them so that you can get a discount for that too. Nice. 20% off. Uh, and so uh, I think there's early bird pricing. So get on there now if you want to do that. Uh, and uh, that's going to be exciting too. Oh, I'm so excited. We just reviewed another e-mobility product over on our Now Let's Review channel. This is the Wheelspeed WS1 Pro e-scooter. Now, this scooter is what I'd consider a mid-tier commuting scooter. It's a really crowded field with lots of scooters in this $500 to $600 price range to choose from. And that's why we do this. We want to help you find the right product for you because let's face it, you have lots of questions. Before you plunk down hundreds of dollars, you want to make sure that this e-scooter or this e-bike or this kitchen composter is going to fit your needs. So we run these items through their paces. We ride them, we test them out, and we hope you'll find it useful the next time you're buying a gift or buying something for yourself. And I just want to talk about commuting for a second. Everyone's work commute is different. And in many locations, especially because of weather, an e-scooter like the wheel speed may not work for you every day, 
But what if you can write it to work, say, 60% of the time? If you actually sit down and do the math and really factor in everything like traffic, gas, parking, time to park your car, it often turns out that it may be cheaper and more fun to take an e-bike or an e-scooter. Yeah, and it may pay for itself quicker than you think. So, you know, I'll be honest, uh, when we were considering whether or not to purchase our Rivian R1T, two of the features that really excited Jesse and I were the Rivian's camp kitchen and the gear shuttle. Now, the gear shuttle is this thing that allows you to slide things out of the Rivian's really cool uh, gear tunnel. And the camp kitchen is something that should be able to modularly attach to the shuttle, slide out, and then you have this kitchen in the middle of the woods. You got water, you got electricity, you got drawers full of all your utensils, you got a, you know, a burner on there. So you, you got everything you need wherever you are, and it looks so cool. Now, when we took delivery of our R1T a year ago, we were told the camp kitchen and the gear shuttle would ship separately in a few months. Guiding for Q3 is what my advisor told me. And then we heard guiding for Q4 when we talked to them later in the year. So now Rivian appears to be guiding for never as they have pulled both products from their website. And a Rivian spokesperson has said, as we continue the work of delivering vehicles to our customers as quickly as possible, we've made the decision to halt production of the current versions of the built-in camp kitchen and the gear tunnel shuttle. We're exploring updated designs and will offer adventure-ready cooking solutions for our vehicles in the future. So talk about a bait and switch. I'm really surprised because if Tesla did something like this, I feel like there'd be a class action lawsuit saying you told us it would have this thing mm -hmm. and then it doesn't have this thing. And the other piece of this is the tonal cover. We actually got the vehicle with the tonal cover. But as you may know, Rivian stopped making that because so many owners were having trouble with the tonal cover breaking. Um, so now they don't even sell it with it. And if our tonal cover breaks, they're not going to fix it. They're going to rip it out of our truck and give us our truck back and be like, there you go. Even though we paid for a truck with an automatic tonneau cover. Yeah, it really does feel illegal to me. We haven't touched the tonneau cover in months yeah. because we're just like, oh, we need to move some stuff. Let's take the Ford because no tonneau cover to worry about breaking. Right. Um, it hasn't bricked on us. I mean, honestly, I like it better. And if only I could park the darn thing. I mean, I have to go, I have to just go way out into the netherlands of the parking lots. It's just so that way I can be like, okay, I'm taking up three spots, but, you know, no one's going to park here. Yeah, I'm kind of speechless about how Rivian could do this. It shows kind of a weakness in their engineering department and it shows kind of a lack of commitment to their customers. And how stupid you have this thing that costs thousands of dollars, which let's be honest, kitchens in houses cost this much money. No, I mean, it's a $6,000 add-on. $6,000 add-on. They would be making so much profit from this thing. It might actually save their company if it was like really popular. And we made an episode where we showed our own version of a camp kitchen that we fit into the gear tunnel. Now, it wasn't fancy. It only cost us like 40 bucks to make, but it did all the things that theirs could do. And honestly, we didn't put much work into it because we thought that we were going <laughs> to get the real camp kitchen. Um, but now I'm starting to feel like maybe we should just make our own kick-ass, way cheaper camp kitchen that fits into the gear tunnel. That's a good idea. Let us know what you think because, uh, yeah, I'm getting pretty sick of this Rivian, man. So Elon Musk and other leading AI researchers have signed a letter calling for at least a six-month pause on the training of AI systems more powerful than ChatGPT4 and the creation of independent regulators to ensure that the future AI systems made are safe to deploy. Elon tweeted, leading AGI developers will not heed this warning, but at least it was said. 
AI optimizing for the greatest understanding of the universe might be the right objective. Eliminating or stunting human civilization would reduce understanding. And he went on to say, old joke about agnostic technologists building artificial superintelligence to find out if there's a god. They finally finish and ask the question. AI replies, there is now. Elon says, don't look up, but AGI instead of Comet. And Yan Lekun said, you know what's unethical? Scaring people with made up risks of a technology that is both useful and beneficial. Any technology has good sides and bad sides. It must be developed and deployed responsibly to minimize the bad side effects. Elon said, according to my biological neural nets, AI existential risk to humanity is non-trivial. And I would like to remind everyone out there uh, who is like, yeah, but he started it because he opened OpenAI. That was a nonprofit, still is. It's going to become a for-profit. But the idea behind it was he wanted to share AI with everyone so no one could monopolize it. And now, somehow, it's now becoming monopolized by the very company he tried to start. So Tesla announced last week that it was reopening its referral program in Europe offering rewards to existing owners who refer people to purchase a Tesla vehicle. Owners are reporting the appearance of loot box credits in their Tesla app. Existing owners can earn 2,000 credits when they refer purchases of a Model S, X, 3, or Y. And what can these credits be used for? These credits can be used to purchase Tesla merchandise or accessories, software upgrades like Acceleration Boost, which costs uh, 9,500 credits, and free supercharging in various amounts. Now, the Tesla referral program is now running in the U.S., China, and Europe. Our Canadian friends still don't seem to have it. So I think the big question here is why did Tesla turn this back on in Europe? Um, I think now that Giga Berlin is up to 5,000 vehicles a week, um, Tesla has the production to keep up with the increased demand. And so I think that this is a like demand lever that Tesla is now pulling to get more people to buy Teslas. And I think that they've uh, refined the referral program pretty well to where, you know, 2,000 credits isn't going to blow the bank, so to speak. Well, and now it's a credit, so you can use it immediately, unlike Roadsters. <laughs> Roadsters, where are they? <laughs> well, they haven't started building them yet, so I, I'll give them a break. But yeah, I know. I think that this is a good uh, little sweetener of the deal. And, and, you know, if you're showing off your car to friends and you could get that acceleration boost or, you know, a cool Tesla jacket or something like that, yeah. you know, credits uh, go a long way. So we reported on our Patreon bonus stories a few weeks ago that the Turkish Energy Market Regulatory Authority has granted a license to Tesla to begin operating their supercharger network. And now... Tesla has tweeted this. So we should be seeing some sort of announcement, you know, today, your today, of uh, Tesla opening in Turkey. I wouldn't be surprised if they start selling cars there. So does this mean that I can now drive from like London or the most northern parts of Norway all the way across the Bosphorus Strait? If you have your passport. I mean, with, with a Tesla supercharging. No, it'd be really cool. That's going to be so cool. How long before I can drive all the way to China? Yeah, that'd be and a then, cool road trip. And then drive all the way up and, and you know, take a boat over to Alaska. There you go. And then come all the way down to the U.S., huh? Across the world. That's going to be really cool. In your Tesla Cybertruck boat. Hey, and if you want to share this clip with your friends, but you don't want to share the entire long one hour episode, go to our Now You Know Clips channel where we chop these into little bite-sized clips that make it easy to share. So a reader of a German news site snapped this picture of what appears to be the new Volkswagen ID7. So this one doesn't have nearly as much camouflage as the concept Volkswagen released earlier, but it still has some. Notice the fake exhaust ports made out of tape on the rear. Uh, plus you get that snuffleupagus uh, looking rear camera along with the LiDAR sensor bolted on the back. And a few stickers and tape everywhere else, but I think that this gives us a really good sense of the car. And it looks like a Passat which might be exactly what people are looking for. Now, I do like the tow hitch on the back. 
which makes me a bit worried. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love a tow hitch, but I know that that's not an American thing to have a tow hitch on a sedan. So are we going to see this car in the U.S.? Right, because you might be saying, like, you guys are talking about the ID7. What about the ID6? Well, the ID6 is only available in China. And I feel like since they aren't going to get the tax credit, they might just keep it in Europe. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that Americans are going to be able to buy this car, but uh, it might just be Europeans that are going to be able to get their hands on it. Um, it's going to be built on the MEB platform. You can see those handles are the exact same ones that are on the ID4, mm. um, which is fine. It's, you know, it's a brand. It's a it's a whole lineup. You got you don't want it to look too different. I didn't really love the uh, ID4 that we drove. I didn't either. It was mostly the suspension. And the rain. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And the charging speed. But that's the platform. Oh, that is the platform. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. And I, again... Every week I'm shaving with my Henson razor and uh, I have to say it has uh, really helped my face. Yes. Because, uh, you know, you might think like, oh, a multi-blade razor, it's going to it's going to cut the hair multiple times. And it's like, that's not how things work. Um, your skin actually moves when you shave. Mm. And so having multiple blade, like a multi-bladed cartridge razor, uh, the first blade grabs onto your hair. Pulls it out of your face, then the second one cuts it, and then the other like three to 17 are just there to irritate your face. And right. then your hair goes back into your face and then grows out in the wrong direction. Exactly. So having a single bladed razor, you just get one cut um, and it's done so much to improve my face. And you can get 100 blades for free if you use our code. So meet the Waste Shark, the electric catamaran-shaped robot that can eat plastic and debris while collecting data on water quality. The Waste Shark was invented by Richard Hardiman way back in 2016 after seeing two people fishing trash out of the water with a fishing net in South Africa. So the electric Waste Shark can navigate waters autonomously for up to three miles, collecting over 1,100 pounds of plastic and other waste. It can also collect natural materials and aquatic plants while collecting water quality data. The electric waste shark is powered by two electric thrusters and can operate for six hours in autonomous mode or eight hours with a remote control. So according to Reuters, the plastic eating shark is currently removing the equivalent of over 22,700 plastic bottles daily from the River Thames in London. The World Wildlife Fund is helping to deploy this first waste shark in the UK for its pilot program to gather data. So according to the World Wildlife Fund, 8 million tons of plastic are dumped into the oceans each year, and 90% of the world's seabirds have plastic fragments in their stomachs. 
and up to 80% of mussels taken from several British beaches contain microplastics. So the waste shark can be purchased for roughly $24,600 or leased for around $1,200 per month, making it an affordable solution to help clean our waters. We're reaching out to Mr. Hardyman to learn more, so please hit the subscribe and like buttons. That's how we grow this channel. All right, it's time for Going Green. So according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the EIA, electricity generated from renewable sources surpassed coal in the U.S. last year for the first time ever. Renewables provided 21% of the U.S.'s electricity last year versus coal-fired power plants at 20%. Also exciting is that renewables are growing so quickly that they also outproduced nuclear power plants last year for the first time as well. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. According to Greg Whetstone, president and CEO of the American Council on Renewable Energy, this booming growth is driven largely by economics. Over the past decade, the levelized cost of wind energy declined by 70 percent, while the levelized cost of solar power has declined by an even more impressive 90 percent. The big producers of solar and wind are the following. California produced 26% of the national utility scale solar electricity, followed by Texas with 16%, North Carolina with 8 The most wind generation occurred in Texas, which accounted for 26% of the U.S. total, followed by Iowa at 10% and Oklahoma at 9%. Unfortunately, burning natural gas remains the number one power source for electricity in the U.S., making up 39% of our electrical grid last year. All right, it's time for Sunspots. So we want to pass on this story that we read in Bloomberg about this guy, Li Lifeng. He lives just outside of Xi'an in central China. He owns a noodle shop and a couple row houses, and he has done something that 2.4 million Chinese homeowners have done. And can you guess what it is? Li installed solar panels on his home's roof. And this fact kind of blew my mind. Roughly one out of every five solar panels installed worldwide last year was installed on a Chinese home or business rooftop. Now, is this because there's a huge environmental movement in China? Well, kind of, but no. Actually, these new PV solar system owners are doing it because it makes money. Since installing his first panel in 2018, Lee's family has made more than 62,000 won or $8,963 by selling clean electricity. Lee says you can't get this much return putting money in the bank. China added more than 51 gigawatts of solar last year. And about 40% of China's solar capacity comes from rooftops and backyards. Wow. And take a look at this chart of newly added renewable capacity in 2022. So first of all, just the scale of how far out in front China is. But wait, what does that green bar represent? It represents distributed solar. So that's not utility solar farms, but small scale rooftop PV solar. And what's not shown on this chart, by the way, is that China added an additional 100 gigawatts of utility solar and wind capacity last year. But just to give you some scale, the U.S., which is the second line down, added six gigawatts of residential solar. Remember that China added 51 gigawatts, almost nine times more. And why is this? Well, the Chinese central government started by subsidizing panels up until 2021. But then in 2021, even with the subsidy gone, the Chinese government encouraged their citizens to continue doing it. And because they had gotten the ball rolling, solar prices fell so much that they didn't need a subsidy anymore to make money selling energy from the sun. In fact, Longi Green Energy Technology Company, the world's largest solar manufacturer, projects that China will add another 60 gigawatts of small-scale solar this year, and this will continue to grow by 20% every year. And if you're saying like, well, we're Chinese, we better show them. Okay, do you have a roof? 
If you do, talk to our friends at Energy Pal. They can help figure out what system you should put in, including batteries, because they are the experts. And in fact, Energy Pal got listed in this NASDAQ article as one of the 11 best solar companies of 2023. And 70% of the installers on this list are also on Energy Pal's platform. They got listed as best solar package of the year. So yeah, let them know that Zach and Jesse sent you and they do all that work for free. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. And remember, we need your stories. Send them on in to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week? Mike sent us this story about budget rental cars in Salt Lake City renting out Model Ys. Hey guys, I'm here at the Salt Lake City Airport and Guess what? It's not just Hertz that are renting Teslas. This is the budget rental car, and I see four Model Ys and a Midnight Silver Metallic Model 3. And when you go to the budget homepage and select Salt Lake City and select my car, the very first car that comes up is a Tesla Model Y. And they also have Model 3 under the Luxury Elite Electric for $132.05 a day. thought that was interesting, something I didn't expect to see. So, now you know. So it's that's cool. just Enterprise. Huh? No, they're all getting in on that. Yeah. I mean, the prices weren't that bad. Sure. I mean, expensive, but yeah. at least you don't have to fill it up with gas when you return it. <laughs> All right, it's time for Patreon bonus stories. And this week we've got uh, our DI stories like we always have over on Disruptive Investing Channel. We've got our Investor Club bonus stories for those members who want to join that. And for as little as a buck a month, you can see all of our Patreon bonus stories, including some news about Amazon's electric van fleet, some chilling footage you're not going to want to miss, and a charging robot. You can check all that out and more over on patreon.com slash now you know. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. It's time to give the shout outs. These are people who support us for five bucks or more and really make the difference in making this show possible. Who do we got, Jess? We've got Zoltan Suto. Zoltan. 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 We got Charles Faraha. David Buttemeyer. Salco. And Martin Dumas. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. Right, so you did a Patreon poll about the Cybertruck. What was it? Yes. Um, assuming that the Cybertruck has a Mega Wiper... What are your thoughts? And I was actually surprised. Roughly 50% of people like it. Um, most people are going to keep it on the truck. They're not going to remove it so that they don't have a wiper. 1% says they're not buying the truck. If they're it has a truck. not buying the truck. I'm not buying it. Um, but yeah, most people said that they're either going to live with it um, or that they like it. Hmm. So instead of 1.5 million people buying the truck, I guess it's only going to be uh, 1.499 yeah. million. All right, it's time for Elon's tweets of the week. And uh, Doge designer said Elon Musk in a Japanese game show in 2014. Elon said that was wild. That was the craziest game what? show. Techno Doge says it's a good thing Tesla is public. If Elon wanted to conquer the world with Optimus, we could fire him. Very important, he said. Hmm. Farzad said, mind-blowing to me that Tesla was able to reach this level of autonomy with a car without Dojo and about 10% of the fleet sending data back. Add this tech to a compact $25,000 car, and I don't think the world is ready for what's about to happen. Elon said, wild times ahead for sure. Ethan said, we have had waves of technological change that restructured the entire economy before. In 1890, one out of every 12 men in America was employed in railways, which used 56% of all horsepower across all machines. And nails alone were 0.5% of the 1810 GDP. Elon replied with the painting nails emoji. 
Wrong nails, Elon. Yeah, Come and that's on. a graph of uh, nails percentage of GDP. It declined sharply. Wow. That's why we don't burn down houses for the nails anymore. <laughs> the Critical Drinker says, because respecting the source material is toxic now or something. And this is about the Witcher producers wanted Henry Cavill out since season two, as he didn't respect them for being anti-source material. And Elon said, major respect for Cavill. This is one of Elon's favorite shows. Yes. Doge Designer says, be kind to Elon Musk. He is one of the most selfless humans. And Elon says, trying my best for the humans. Elon says, I'm old enough to remember how we blocked people in the 1980s. George Mack says, in 2017, there were 357 million Indians online, 27% of the population. In 2022, there were 840 million Indians online, 60% of the population. In 2021, India exported more in software, 133 billion, than Saudi Arabia did in oil, 113 billion. Elon said, impressive. So the internet is the new oil. Yes. Jan LeCun says, humans don't need to learn from one trillion words to reach human intelligence. What are LLMs missing? Our highest bandwidth information channel is not speech. It's vision and touch. Elon said vision. And that's very important. See, these are one of those tweets that you just gloss over because it's one word. Vision is how Elon's cars work. And that's what he's saying. It's super important. Luckily, it's not touch. <laughs> Car there. <laughs> Wall Street Journal says Disney has eliminated its metaverse division, a 50 employee unit as part of broader restructuring. Elon says nature is healing because the metaverse has pretty much always been a joke. And then this meme about Elon ignoring Tesla in favor of Twitter. And Elon says, I hear you, but we're not getting to Mars if civilization falls apart before then. Hmm. White House visitor logs reveal Joe Biden has been having frequent oval meetings with execs from Apple, Facebook and Google. No meetings with Elon. And Elon posted a crying emoji. Peter Diamante says sugar is poison. Elon says I eat a donut every morning. Still alive. And Jordan Peterson says slow poison. Vast majority over 40 are diabetic by the standards applied to 20 year olds. Probably and unfortunately you too. Elon says I feel fine. Elon then said, Tesla car temp is automatically kept within a safe range, even when the car appears off in order to protect infants and pets. That said, it would be more convenient to keep the car on for entertainment and comfort if the camera detects occupants. We will make that change. So that would mean, you know, because this happens, unfortunately, that people will leave a car with an infant in the car and they forget and then the car gets hot. Um, so this would use the in-car camera to detect if there was somebody in the car and keep it safe. That's amazing. No other cars do this or have the capability to do this. Mindy Robinson says, now we know why the feds are pushing to ban TikTok. The Restrict Act would allow the feds access to all our data on our devices, including Ring and home security apps. And it'll be a crime to use a privacy device. They've gone full 1984. Elon says this deserves close scrutiny. The Boring Company says Proofrock 2 returns home after completing another bass drop tunnel. That's in Texas. Great job by the TBC team in advancing rapid retrieval and continuous mining and a subtle cameo by Proofrock 3. Elon says making progress. Genevieve says the U.S. dollar is losing its reserve currency status. Elon says serious issue. U.S. policy has been too heavy handed, making countries want to ditch the dollar. Combined with excess government spending, which forces other countries to absorb a significant part of our inflation. SpaceX tweeted out, Starlink Ahora Disponibile in Ecuador. Tasmanian says Tesla Giga Mexico may consume the least water of any car factory in the world. Elon says it will per vehicle. Mm. Peter Diamante says the most successful people are first principle thinkers. Elon says the most powerful mental tool. Holmar's catalog says it appears that real Dan O'Dowd has hired a PR firm to help smear Tesla and market O'Dowd for interviews. Elon says he has issues. Maybe we should interview him. <laughs> that would be, would that be, wouldn't that be so fun? No. Don't tell him. Shh. 
Elon Musk says, if you don't like reality, just ignore it. Works almost every time. New York Post tweeted out, Pope Francis in Balenciaga deep fake fools millions. Definitely scary. Elon says, please make this outfit real. Then Sir Doge of the coin says, Elon Musk has drastically changed up his wardrobe recently. Then Elon said, nice. Chad Hurley says, you know, we live on a rock in the middle of a billion trillion stars and none of this really matters, right? Elon says it will matter if we extend consciousness to the stars. Unusual Whale says breaking U.S. Social Security funds are projected to be depleted in 2033, year earlier than previous estimates per Reuters. Elon says big reckoning coming due to low birth rates. Uh, Japan is a leading indicator. Elon tweeted this out. Me after one day of not eating sugar. I recommend having a quarter to half of an epic donut. It's diminishing returns after the first few bites. I think that's really good advice, actually. <laughs> you don't like sugar. No, but I mean, at one bite of a donut. <laughs> okay. Ashley Vance tweeted out, the first time I visited San Francisco at 18 years old, the city felt magical. It had its rough around the edges spots, but so do all big cities. The center of the city now is appalling. Any official not spending every waking moment trying to fix it should go. Elon completely agrees. Eric Berger says, a booster on the mount and a rocket at the pad. It is almost time for someone to hold Starship's beer. Elon says, more than days away, but hopefully not many weeks away. So this could be the orbital launch, test launch of Starship. That'd be amazing. Eva Fox says, the movie Spaceballs is a work of art. If you want to relax and get away from problems for at least a couple of hours, then you should watch it. Elon says, inspiration for the boring company, not a flamethrower. David Sachs says, Elon open sourcing the Twitter algorithm is not only a promise kept, it's setting an example for other big tech companies. How many will rise to the challenge? How many fear transparency because they can't publicly defend what the algorithm does? Elon says they know they can't defend what their algorithm actually does, so they will keep it closed. Our algorithm is obviously horrendous, but it will get better fast and in full view of the public, whose trust we must earn, which is very interesting. Elon said we should build a new presidential office in the shape of a giant upside down pyramid. Sure, they've built normal pyramids before, but a giant upside down pyramid that takes advanced technology. Elon says the White House is just a small cottage. We need to move on. I don't know why. What? General Chance Saltzman says today the Space Development Agency successfully launched the first installment of Tranche Zero satellites as part of our proliferated warfighter space architecture. Tranche Zero will provide communication services and more to support the warfighter. And Elon says, thank you for entrusting SpaceX with this mission. Doge designer says during his college, Elon Musk went on a date and the first question he asked the girl was, do you ever think about electric cars? Elon said, true. How long did that date last? <laughs> All right, it's time for community mail time. Remember to share your stories, photos, and videos with us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Nikolai passed on this story about the Universal Studios Hollywood Tour trams starting to go electric. Last year, they debuted the first four electric trams that are charged wirelessly, and Universal's goal is to replace all 21 diesel trams with electric trams. Nice. It reminds me of one of the in-depths that I did with Bobby a while ago. Yeah, about uh, Disney. Dennis sent us this picture of an Arkimoto FUV driving around Sarasota, Florida. Miranda saw this Rivian R1T outside of an REI store in Tukwila, Washington. Miranda also spotted this wrapped Tesla in Seattle, Washington. Nice. Look at that. Our viewer Julie sent us these video clips of FSD preventing her from getting into an accident. I was driving my Model Y on FSD version 1069.25.2 in Michigan. I was traveling at 85 miles an hour when the semi I was passing veered into my lane. All the evasive maneuvering was all FSD. I didn't disengage. FSD also brought me back onto the roadway. This incident was very scary, but, but was handled very well by FSD. Wow, it handled it pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I can't say I would have done any different. Um, Julie, you're 
much braver than I am. I know. I would have taken it right out. Brian spotted this Walmart electric delivery van in Las Vegas, Nevada. Finn spotted this VWID buzz in the Netherlands. Jack found these Volta EV charging stalls in Falls Church, Virginia. Mike found this police Model 3 in Winchester, Hampshire, UK. Lee sent us this picture of the newly opened 51 stall supercharger in Sutherland, Oregon. And Jacob spotted this Cadillac Lyric while driving through Mount Sinai, New York. Nice. Thank you, guys. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. Let's see what we got out there in the world. Hey, Zach and Jesse. This is Matt from Pranacostra Productions. On the way back from Port Angeles, Washington, USA. I was just playing in the Port Angeles Symphony last night in the first violin section. This is an eight-stall right by a Holiday Inn Express. Right off the freeway. Super convenient. Nice little neighborhood beautiful flowers. Let's give it a 7 out of 10 because seven's a magic number. Now you know. Hey Zach and Jesse, I am at a 12 Charger, Supercharger in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm headed from Nashville up to the mountains and I, first of all, every time I stop on one of these trips through Chattanooga or Knoxville, it seems like there is a new and better uh, supercharger with better stuff around it. This is at the Hamilton Place Mall. Um, it's not the greatest mall in the world, but there's a lot of good things to eat. I had a really nice fresh salad at a place called Jay Alexander's. It's just a short walk away. Um, and so if you thought having a nice meal was a good way to, to uh, spend your time while charging, I've got one that's way better. There is a massage place just inside the mall that specializes in foot massages. I mean, I spent 30 minutes getting a foot massage. As soon as the person started, I wished I had gotten the hour massage. It was fantastic. I opted for the additional exfoliating foot scrub. Uh, they put a hot towel around your feet at the end, which on a dreary day uh, is a wonderful thing. So for the massage alone, uh, this is an 11 out of 10 supercharging stop. Uh, now you know. Hello, Zach and Jesse. This is Anton from Brooklyn. Uh, we have a huge event going on over here in South Brooklyn. We have a first South Brooklyn Tesla supercharger that just emerged here at the 12 stall. It's two stalls here and then 10 more over there. I don't think it's functioning yet because a bunch of other cars just parked there right now. And uh, there's also an EVgo charger like right next to it with both Chatmo uh, and CCS chargers. And this is really big to be honest with you because before there was no Tesla supercharger anywhere below Prospect Park if you're familiar with the area. So um, there is a, a drive-through Starbucks right here. Um, there's a Home Depot across the street there. There's a uh, AutoZone and a bunch of other. Oh, there's a vet clinic over here actually. <laughs> yeah, so I would rate this place 10 out of 10 simply because it's the only one around and it's about to get really busy. All right, thank you, now you know. It is now happening. I am in Euless, Texas. Suburb of Dallas at an Exxon station with a Sonic and a Jimmy John's at a gateway fueling station. We're gonna say fueling station because there are Tesla superchargers here. Two, four, six, eight. 
is 12. 12 supercharger stations. And uh, we're at an Exxon station. I get this one at eight because there's also a car wash. Thank you so much for doing supercharger reviews. We have a website where you can upload your own and check out all those that other people have uploaded. Yeah, a lot of people send me emails saying like, here's my review and that's great, but go to the website. It's easy. There's directions there. It's easy to put them up there and hopefully we'll use them on the show. All right, what do we got for new superchargers in the world? And by the way, we should stretch because there's three pages of them. Yes. All right, we got number 44 in Massachusetts, the 12 stall in Palmer. Number 29 in Austria, the 16 stall in Rankwheel. Number 58 in Virginia is the 8 stall in Lexington. Number 342 in California is the 16 stall in Pasadena. The 20 stall in Gredding, Germany. Number 29 in Connecticut is the 12 stall 150 kilowatt in East Haven, Connecticut. Number 55 in North Carolina is the 12 stall in Matthews, North Carolina. Number 116 in Texas is the 15 stall at Spring, Texas. The 12 stall in Central Valley, New York. Number 82 in New York is the 8 stall in Rotterdam, New York. The 12 stall in Westchester Township, Ohio. The 24 stall in Bezier, France. The 12 stall in Sanford, Florida. The 4 stall in Bangkok, Thailand. The 3 stall in Tianjin in China. The 6 stall in Henam, South Korea. The 20 stall in Lenstau, Germany. The 9 stall in Seongam in South Korea. The 8 stall in Seondangtang, South Korea. Number 67 in Japan is the 6 stall at Kagoshima. Number 71 in Taiwan is the 6 stall in Taipei. Number 27 in Ohio is the 12 stall in Fairfield, Ohio. Number 15 in Israel is the 12 stall in Hedera. Number 14 in Louisiana is the 8 stall in Baton Rouge. 12 stall in Campbelltown, which is New South Wales, Australia. The 12 stall in Marseille, France. Number 17 in Maine is the 8 stall in Wyndham. The 12 stall in Delta, British Columbia. Number 185 in Canada is the 16 stall in Langley, British Columbia. The 12 stall in Angers, France. The 3 stall in Zhuzhengao, China. The 3 stall in Shuzhou, China. Number 14 in West Virginia is the 8 stall in Lewisburg, West Virginia. The 12 stall in Winston, Germany. Number 129 in Florida is the 7 stall in Gainesville. Number 72 in Sweden is the 40 stall at Mantorp, Sweden. Number 164 in Germany is the 16 stall in Schoenfeld. Number 58 in Australia is the 6 stall in Rochdale, Queensland. Number 3 in Thailand is the 8 stall in Bangkok. Number 142 in France is the 28 stall in Nimes, France. The 6 stall in Seoul, South Korea. Number 37 in Arizona is the 40 stall in Dateland, Arizona. The 3 stall in Yunfu, China. The 6 stall in Guangzhou, China. Number 1628 in China is the 3 stall in Shenwei. And number 128 in South Korea, number 4928 in the world, the 8 stall in Ichion, South Korea. Whew, wow, that is a lot of superchargers. Yes, it is. And some people say like, why do you keep reading them all? I think it's one of the most important aspects of Tesla. It lets you know how fast they're expanding, where they're expanding to. And it's I mean, going up. It's going up. And I mean, there's places like Taiwan and Mexico, which just, it seems like a year ago had like practically none. And now, I mean, what did we just read in Taiwan? It was like 71 or something. That's insane. It's just a small island. Yeah. And I want to thank supercharge.info. That's where we get all of our mm. supercharge info um it's a really cool resource the thing that i like to do is find all the open superchargers you turn on the circles okay. you turn down the opacity of the circles themselves and you get rid of the outline okay. and then you can adjust the size of the circles so you can see what areas are covered better and then you oh. can start to see where the gaps in the superchargers are 
Oh, that's cool. It's really kind of a fun way to do it. Um, so you can kind of guess where the next one might go. You can. And then you can turn on the permitted and the, the superchargers under construction and uh, see where the, the network is building. Yeah, I do like to see the permitted because yeah. that tells you in the future where they're going to be. So anyway, it's a really good resource. Uh, I love them. You should go support them. Uh, it also shows you how long some of the permitteds are going to take, like how long they've been permitted for. Some of the longest are like in our area where it's just like, oh, yeah, you want to build that thing? <laughs> uh, take a number. <laughs> It'll be three years, <laughs> um, which is insane. But sometimes they open. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Yeah. No, I mean, we got one in Massachusetts this week. It's really exciting. And hey, I want to thank all the people who are scrolling by here. These are people who support us for $5 or more every month over on Patreon. And they get a lot of cool perks. Not only do they get a shout out in their name in the end credits, um, but they also get our Patreon bonus stories. They get access to our Patreon polls, um, our Slack. And for just $3 more a month, you can join us on exclusive live streams. And I also want to thank our amazing Investor Club. Um, We have the Investor Club bonus stories every week um, and live streams. We're, I think we're going to be setting up a live stream with Monogram. Yeah, I just want to talk about Monogram again. Um, if you haven't seen that in depth, and a lot of you didn't, and I'm shame on you. Um, <laughs> we put a lot of time and effort in it. I'm really proud of it. And yeah, it doesn't directly relate to Tesla, but it does take place in Austin, and there are robots. So I and think it's, it's a pretty highly, highly disruptive technology. And I mean, come on, how many of us are going to need some kind of uh, replacement at some point? Yeah. So knowing about these robots is really, really cool. And the fact that you can possibly invest in it is really cool. So yeah, go check that out. I mean, getting to see my son as a surgeon, a thing I never thought would happen. I never thought that was going to happen either. I mean, this is something that you just are never going to have experience with unless you're going to devote almost a decade of your life to going to medical school. And I got to, me, just a moron, got to just walk into a surgery and uh, conduct a surgery. I know. And thanks to you guys, again, the patrons, because I mean, we had to take a few days off to go do that. And uh, we can't do that without your support. So thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. Now you know.